I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, family all around the world. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live Your Best Life with Mila's Right. Oh my goodness, you are in for a treat today. I am so excited about my very special guest who's joining me for today's conversation. He's such a life-giving person. He really is. And he carries very much the same passion as I do, which is um, to see the, the mystic realm mysticism demystified and to help you all just understand something more of the immense value of who we all are now as new creations in Christ. So he's a best-selling author of five books. I don't know that they're all best-selling, but I know they've all gone around the world and they're very, very enjoyed and celebrated and producing much, much fruit. But he's an international author and he has five books, one that's just recently come out, which I'm sure he'll tell us more about. But I just, I don't want to spend any more time. I just wanted to honor him and give a tiny bit of intro and welcome into, into today's conversation. It's my absolute honor to have joining me, Brian Orme. Brian, welcome. Uh, glad to be here. Thanks so much. Honored to be with you. Excited. Your book made an impact in my wife and I's life. And so I'm honored oh, to be here. Oh, that's amazing to know. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, I know when I was reading and, you know, some looking at some of your um, online courses that are amazing and reading some of your quotes and I just thought, gosh, you have, the Holy Spirit gives you incredible wisdom keys and sound bites and language. I think that helps demystify, right, the mystical realm and just the language of scripture and helps us access the truth of who we are now in kingdom life just so powerfully. I just, I love it. I love your stuff. I love the revelation <laughs> that you carry. So can we just begin? I want to um, read from one of the quotes yeah. that I heard you say, and then just jump off there and ask if you could unpack it a little bit for us, because I know this quote for many of you watching will actually be a life-changing moment. It's just brilliant. So what you say is, um, holiness doesn't come through a process. That's huge, right? In untangling from religion, doesn't come through a process. It comes through a sacrifice. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, can I ask you to just unpack that a little bit more for us? Because I know yeah. that's massive for people. Yeah, I mean, I I grew up, you know, believing holiness was my participation in certain things and my. Yeah not participating in others that my, I was bringing a contribution to the table for holiness and, and through God just beginning to speak and unravel some of this stuff. And I'm sure many of your audience have kind of detoxed from religiosity. And I had a season of that. And in the midst of that season, God was like, Hey, so I actually was slain before time began. So holiness is for all time. Forgiveness is for all time. And it was produced within time when he died in the earth, but it has nothing to do with you as far as your work. It's been established. And so it's like, we're a slave to righteousness, right? It's, it's not like, like, how do I be righteous? Well, become aware that you're literally enslaved to right. Like you can't help, but be righteous when you become more aware of the finished work of Christ. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's it's just so powerful, isn't it? I mean, it's it's a complete game changer when you live internally from that place of revelation and experience. It stops the striving in your life. You rest, don't you? And you start to live out of rest powerfully, and and I think more freely able to just enjoy your relationship with Jesus, and then the fruit of who we are, of His nature inside of us, just starts to flow. <laughs> you know, we begin yeah. to move in grace. It's amazing. So I wanted to, uh, another quote. I just, I've got a whole list of your quotes. I'm like, oh man, I've got to read that. I love that. Okay, so another one, another one, another nugget of revelation. You say, I have the mind of Christ now, which obviously we know we, that's such a familiar scripture for all of us, right? I have the mind of Christ now, which means, and just get this family, which means I can know his thoughts towards me simple right but profound and life-changing we have i mean i sat there just meditating on that fact that truth and thought wow okay so what i wanted to ask you around that was when you're teaching people how to access the mind of christ how to know the thoughts of god and experience him and encounter him where do you start with people because i know a lot of people lots of people are detoxing from religion lots of people are in different stages of real awakening now into the experiential supernatural life right that jesus provided for us but not everybody knows how to go there you know easily so and i know your language is just so accessible so could i ask you to just give us a few nuggets from how you the on-ramps for you into the into yeah. experiencing god i think a big part is learning to love god with your mind you know we've done a really good job loving god with our heart our strength you know faith is a high value especially those of us in charismatic circles faith is like a big currency and but we don't really know how to love God with our thoughts. And so I'm a contemplator. So contemplation is kind of a key. I believe like uh, deep thought, you know, it's not like you have to be always in this space, but like when you're just kind of ruminating in something. And I was doing this one time years ago and God said, I love your worship. And I said, what do you mean? And he's like, when we think together, it's worship. And it just kind of peeled off so many layers because I always felt there was a conflict between believing and thinking that I had to choose one, but you can be mystical and intellectual. You don't have to choose. You can be both simultaneously. And so really the practical side of that on-ramp is like a child asks questions, just ask questions. Like if you're reading a scripture, like, why is it this color? Like what, what's going on with this dude over here? Like why, why is it that shape? This, this, you know, product, whatever it's like, it's an, entrance into the heart and the mind of God so that we can begin to know things. And the result of this is you begin to know things beyond your capacity, beyond your education level that, you know, and I'll use just one example. I remember speaking in a meeting and as I'm speaking, I'm talking about DNA. And as it's coming out of my mouth, I'm thinking to myself, how do I know this? And this guy comes up at the end and he says, Hey, so where'd you get your doctorate? I don't have a doctorate. And he's like, okay, well, where'd you get your master's? I said, I don't have a master's. And he looks really confused. And he says, well, what field of science did you study? And I said, I, I went to Bible college. Like, so he falls into his chair. He says, I'm a geneticist for 30 years. I have a doctorate in genetics. He's like, how do you know this stuff? Like hardly anyone knows wow. this. 
And the verse comes to me, 1 John 2.20, the Spirit's anointed us to know all things. And I said, all I know is I just know. (laughs) And I can't explain it. And so when we begin to tap into his limitless mind, the fruit of that is there are going to be opportunities where he downloads things that we're just going to know. Yeah. Because we need to know it. Uh, That is just profound. You know, I was like, I was actually experiencing what you were saying when you said that then about how the Lord enjoys us thinking the same thoughts as him in that moment, sharing a thought with God is encounter, isn't it? You're just going into experiencing the intention he has, the meaning he has expressed through that word, you know, through that language that you're communing with him in now. Oh, I just listened to your language then. I was like, I could feel myself going in, but that's so beautiful and so life-changing. And everyone can do that, right? If you're having a bad day, it just makes him accessible. And yeah, and then, wow, I love that. Oh my goodness. And also just something else that you said then about you know, it's in that place we begin to access his mind. We start to flow in his wisdom and you get downloads like you got. that wowed somebody with so many years experience, right? They couldn't believe that you hadn't formally trained in that subject. Wow, what a witness. But that's the truth, isn't it? Like, Absolutely. I know I was reading something else that you were talking about where you were, you were saying how we are the, I'm paraphrasing your language, so please correct me, please correct me. But it was like, we're, my understanding of your language is we're a portal that really the abundance of the unlimited realm of heaven conduits through to begin to bring solutions here, to bring abundance here is what you said, the abundant life of God here. Yeah, come on. Will you will you speak into that a bit? Because I was I read that and I was just like, whoa, wow, yes, that is what yeah. we, that's what happens, isn't it? I mean, we stand on the foundation of sonship, our identity in Christ, which is powerful, but it's unto something else. It's under function as a king to exercise the rule of God in the earth as a new creation. And, you know, we hear about new creation a lot, right? But it's like, well, what are the mechanics of that? What does that actually look like? And so when God is creating, you've got the Holy Spirit brooding over the waters, vibrating, vibrational frequency, hydrosonic creation. And the Father sings because everything's music and math. Everything's notes and numbers. And as he sings, the first thing that comes out of his mouth is let there be light which was not photons. It was uncreated light. You know, it says in John one that everything visible and invisible came into existence through Christ. So there had to be a transitioning agent between the unseen and the seen. And Jesus becomes that transitioning agent. He's the lamp of the heavens. He's the light of the world. So all physical matter and energy are just the physical demonstration of the spiritual substance of Christ. It's a sign and a wonder of another world. But now in Christ, we're the new creation. That was old creation that's groaning for new creation to be revealed. We're primarily a body of water. The Holy Spirit's not just in us. He's upon us. He's brooding over us. And the Father sings over us. And then there's water that comes out of our belly that waters creation. And so when people are encountering you and I, there's an opportunity for them to encounter another world because we're a portal to another place. We're, we're Jacob's ladder. We're the meeting place of heaven and earth. We're the transitioning agent now because Jesus said of us, you're the light of the world. We're sons and daughters of light. 
were the promised star seed given to Abraham, were the above born. And so now we have an opportunity to not just water creation, but when people come into our field that emanates from our heart, where the harvest is ripe, people can come into a space to literally encounter another world. Ah, that was just absolutely beautiful language. I'm sure you all agree, family. You can feel the strength coming in your spirit, man, right? Just witnessing to the truth. It's like the Lord at the moment, hey, Brian, is shifting us out so fast out of false definitions, low self-esteem, low self-worth, you know, false definitions of who we are and really aligning us back into these truths, hey, so that we can shine, you know, we can, you know, um, one of the scriptures Jesus has had me in for years now is John 1, you know, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. And he's been so speaking to me also about light, you know, just that actually effective governance, effective warfare comes from us as we sit quietly, we tune in internally to the, to the truth of what you've just articulated, resensitizing to the presence of God. And we just let the light of who we are, the light, the, like you said, the uncreated light of God shine and there is no discussion in the spirit realm is there when the king is present everything yields to the supremacy of his sovereignty (laughs) i sit meditating on these truths like i'm sure you do and i'm like jesus just blow my mind with this truth let everything in me sink into this become seamless and you know in my god consciousness so that there's no interruption anymore you know where experience can sometimes really interrupt truth you know what i mean <laughs> but he's the lord is just sh- we're shining ones emerging aren't we it's just amazing Absolutely. yeah there was something else that i was i was listening to you talking about which was i thought was profound and it flows on from what you've just said really in terms of our capacity as new creations in Christ Jesus. I think that's something else that's awakening in us more than ever right now, our capacity, what we're actually here to do. And again, your language was brilliant. You were talking about being ones that frame up how you frame up the future. Can you talk to us a bit about that? Yeah. I mean, we've. I'm a product of revival, which I'm sure you probably are too. And I have a value for revival, but just as sonship is unto something else, not that we ever stop being sons and daughters, Mm -hmm. but revival is unto reformation. Mm -hmm. Like our cities don't change from revival, they change from reformation. And what happens is we need to translate revival, decode it into solutions, into the industries of society. And so whether that be business, government, education, you know, it's being a Daniel in a system that might be dark. We're not there to destroy the system. We're there to be promoted from within it so that the kingdom of light begins to permeate that system to bring it back to its original intent and design. And so part of framing the future, building the future is I have to, I have to have that first love encounter. That's the beginning place, the revival, the connection to union, the awareness. And then that begins to build into the reality that there's, There's problems that my life solves that God's put inside of me. And that's going to look different for all of us because we're in different spheres. But because of that, there's a reformative mandate on our life to bring reformation. And then reformation is even unto something else. It's under what I've called terraformation. We're building what no eye has seen, what 
no ear has heard. It's something that has not existed yet. You know, Reformation is bringing it back to the original intent and original design. And so God's really transitioning things. I mean, even creation, there's, there's a transition of creation. Our solar system is transitioning. Our earth is transitioning, you know, wherever you land on the Zodiac, which is in scripture, but we're transitioning from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. And there's a lot of shifting. And so there's a multidimensional reality inside of us and within creation that we're connected to. And God wants everything to move where he wants it to go. And he's been speaking to people all across the planet that are sensing this, they're feeling it. They may not have the language, but they know there is a significant transition taking place. Yeah, it's very exciting, isn't it? I know yeah. the people we're in relationship with as well. You know, my husband, Wes, is involved in in Marketplace and Reformation in awesome. the Marketplace. Yeah. And again, going to the Lord, sitting under the headship of Jesus, really, truly understanding him as source and partnering with him to establish the blueprints and build with the wisdom and the DNA of God, you know, that we express now, so to speak, you know, um, building with the substance and the nature and the values and uh, of his heart in, the, in a, you know, new creation life in the midst of the marketplace, bringing the solutions to the issues that we face, you know, in the world today, but in such a supernaturally natural way in a very, uh, I love that, like what you were talking about, you, 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 you decode spiritual truth and, and bring it in a very practical way that people can access and move with in a relevant way to, to, uh, to do life well, you know, and I think that's critically important for us right now, isn't it? Oh, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, we have to, we have to, um, like you'd say, demystify the mysticism because i you know I, w I was looking at some of your research as well going i think it was is it something like 40 percent of the content of the scriptures is mysticism oh, descriptions. Yeah. is it 40 percent yeah. of mystical encounters and i'm thinking <laughs> so this is normal life right absolutely i mean we read you know about abraham and others like wow but it's like they didn't have scripture there was no yeah. spiritual texts of any kind not to devalue the Bible, but it's just like, they didn't have this stuff. So then you're like, how did they hear? How did they know where to go and what to do? They were primarily having mystical encounters with God. Yeah. And then, you know, we look at the reformation, the last big reformation, we split and, you know, I have a lot of uh, charismatic Catholic friends and, you know, I, I always say to them, you've, you did more to protect the mystical side and guard that than we did in the beginning because we kind of went the cessationist route right. at the embryonic stages of the Reformation. But having that value for the mystical really begins to help us understand and have the language to realize we are from another world and yeah. we're called to bring that into the space. And if we're going to do that efficiently, then we have to have a value for this stuff. Yeah, we, we absolutely do. And I, I agree with you. I mean, I think when I've read... Um, books by Catherine of Siena and Madame Guillon and you know it, it they were in their culture and their religious expression of the day 
which had its influence, but essentially they broke through to a depth of relationship and intimacy with Jesus and get, and provided us with language, didn't they, and, and keys yeah. that serve us in this time. You know, it's, um, I mean, I remember reading some of, I think it was Madame Guillon's work a while back, and she was languaging for me the process that Holy Spirit had taught me in terms of how to, rather than looking externally all the time for Jesus, looking for encounters out there, you know, that Christ was within, you know, Pauline theology over and over and over, as we all know, you know, in the scriptures, Christ in us, Christ in us is the gospel, you know, God is inside of his body in this realm now by his spirit is mind-blowing but it is who we are and I remember you know over and over the Lord would say I'm within you I'm within you turn within me turn turn within yourself let the eyes of your heart lock on to my spirit that's now inside of your spirit I'm within you I'm closer than your breath and I found as I would do that he would draw me in like a magnet you know my relationship like you said before i would or i would i would uh, use the language of the scriptures I, jesus you're within me you're my shepherd i will not want and boom i'd be in you know my heart would ignite in the experience of his presence and i would be off seeing him be, feeling him hearing him and my spiritual senses just getting more and more sensitized and yeah it's not complicated is it it's not no. complicated so I mean, can I, is the key. i'm sorry say that again Union is the key. I mean, all fruitfulness flows from that place. Like it's not even our job to produce yeah. fruit. The tree produces, the branch just bears the fruit that the tree's producing. Yeah. So it just takes a load off. It really does, isn't it? That's the wonderful thing. We're relaxing. Finally, we're relaxing. We're getting free to just be the expression of who we authentically already are and always have been in Christ. We were just under that shroud of deception that blinded us to this truth the reality of who we are and I love as well Brian when you speak I feel the um, regal aspect of who we are as kings I feel there's a strengthening that happens that's on your words where um, I don't know it's I, I feel released when you're speaking to to govern to take my position of effective governance to be the one who's influencing here I think that's a is that something that you notice in your ministry do you do you work with marketplace people quite a lot i don't know but there's something about you activating kings for sure yeah my wife and i did university ministry for 23 years so we were raising up people that are all over the world and business government education they're they're bringing the light into pretty much all the spheres of society and so i have a big passion for helping people to have a framework for who they are as a son and who they are as a king yeah, yeah, to, to know who we are and then to co-reign with Christ. Yeah, come on. Moving in authority, come on, it's amazing. So I just want to ask you, I probably should have asked you this at the beginning, but I want to know now, how did you move into the place of encounters yourself and to live in this, this level of understanding of our identity? So I had, as a child, lots of mystical encounters. Um, didn't have did much help in processing that stuff. And so that kind of waned and I pushed away from it just because it seemed overwhelming. And then it wasn't until Bible college, probably I think my sophomore year, had a radical encounter with God, probably the craziest one I've ever had. And then it, it was kind of like the matrix. I plugged back in. Everything was like back that I'd pushed away from. And then it was a journey with identity. So we went to University of Utah in Salt Lake City, helped start a church there as well as university stuff. And burned out 
had a nervous breakdown at the end of the eight years. And then I said, God, there has to be a different way <laughs> to do this. And I went on this journey of understanding what it, what it means to be a son and coming out of just spiritual orphanhood and all these mindsets that had limited me, had prevented me from seeing who I truly am and who he truly is. And detoxed. I had a season about three years of detox and really just, I was hidden and it was fine because I, I needed to recalibrate. And so in that three years is really when that, that depth of, of revelation began to flow. And then I just began to meditate on it. I really didn't talk about it much for a few years after. I just wanted it to, I wanted to have a level of mastery in a sense of what does it mean to live this? And so that when I do speak on it, there's impact and breakthrough. Yeah, because you're coming from a place of such authenticity. I think that's why there's such weight on your words, because it is, it's real. It's, you're the real deal. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, but yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful. Can I, we've got about two minutes left, Brian. Can yeah. I ask you to just, um, whatever's in your spirit, to just release on people as a decree or pray for people who are, you know, wherever they're at in their journey, there is more. And you're such an inspiration. So what, can I just ask you to share oh, with whatever's in your spirit? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Father, for every person watching, every one of your sons and daughters. I just honor who you are in the kingdom the role that you play in the earth. I just call out the identities you as a son and a daughter. I call out the role as a king and a queen in the earth. I pray all the new creation realities, everything you've created us to be. I pray, Father, right now you begin to illuminate, bring illumination, let there be light. I thank you for these transitioning agents. Let any mindset that's tried to constrict, restrict, suppress, compress, or depress, put us in a box of limitation. Let those things be revealed for what they are, the illusions that they are. I declare the light would reveal the substance of who you are, the substance of who we are. And I just declare solutions. I declare solutions would be released, divine blueprint strategies, business plans, God, as we sleep, we know that we can be instructed. It says in the Psalms, so I just declare divine instruction that you would know things beyond your capacity, beyond your education. You would walk into meetings knowing things for no natural reason. So we thank you for that fact that we have access to your mind. We can think like you think. And I bless you to have great favor and great grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Powerful. Amen. I'm in full agreement. Yeah. Let the shining ones rise all across the planet. It's who you are. It's really, really, truly who you are. That every single part of your heart would come fully alive, aligned into the truth of who you are as a new creation in Christ. And that you will know a level of intimacy, of first love experience, mm. like Brian said earlier. Just first of experience, let reignited in that as the most important experience of your life and that you would live from the strength of that place of experiencing Jesus' love for you every moment of every day. Holy, wow. <laughs> wow. And co-create the future with him, which is bright. Yeah. 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 Brian, thank you so much for being oh, thank with us you. and giving us your precious time. It's amazing to be with you. Yeah, ditto. Thank you so much.
And thank you all for giving us your precious time to have the most amazing week. I know you're going to experience breakthroughs. So I look forward to being with you again next week. God bless.